Welcome to the Lobot Lounge, the gathering place for the gentlemen nerds. The gentlemen nerds are three entertainment aficionados who know each other through various media endeavors, getting together to talk about all things nerdy, mostly in the vein of film, television, toys, and popular culture. Many topics are discussed, so be warned, there are the potential for many spoilers. If you like what you hear, you can listen to past shows on iTunes or on our website, thegentlemannerds.com. And now, enjoy the show. Wouldn't you agree? Set five years after the events of The Return of the Jedi, the new Disney Plus television series, The Mandalorian, follows the exploits of a lone bounty hunter in familiar Beskar armor as he hunts his quarry in the far reaches of the Outer Rim, far away from the eyes of the New Republic. Brought to us from the minds of Rick Famuyira, Christopher Yost, John Favreau, and Dave Filoni, the Mandalorian has taken the world of Star Wars fandom by storm and has returned us to the Western-inspired world of that galaxy far, far away. Here to accept tracking fobs and tackle the job of examining this runaway smash TV series is Mark Finn. Mandalorian! <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Diarive. Oh my god, I don't even know how to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Joseph Fotinos, your host and emotional touchstone for our examination of the Mandalorian here at the Gentleman Nerds. Welcome. Hey everybody. <laughs> it's been too long. I'm so happy to see you guys. Yeah, and, sadly, you know, sadly, my, my intro into that was gonna be bounty hunting is a complicated business. <laughs> <laughs> because I have to say, so far, that's been my favorite character in the entire series. Right, right. A little Werner Herzog never heard oh, anybody. God. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, okay, so, yeah, The Mandalorian is here. We've been we've been anticipating it for, for, for months uh, since it was teased, and, and, and we know that Jon Favreau was behind it. I was incredibly pleased to see Filoni's name attached to it, since he did such a bang-up, fantastic job with the animated Clone Wars series. Absolutely. Um, he, the, the guy the guy knows his stuff. He's he's entrenched deep. He's one of the founding uh, uh, four old men, if you will, of the of the new Star Wars universe. And the one thing that I think uh, I want to open with on this is how it has revived Star Wars fatigue and fandom uh, in a lot of ways. It is it, it's new but not new. It's old and it's it's it, it's uh, refreshingly nostalgic. Um, and there's not a lightsaber in sight, and that that so far anyway, and, and it pleases the hell out of me that we're in that back wor- backwater world, that dusky old Western environment, but still have lasers and droids, and and it's just it yeah. seems so perfect. Yeah, Thoughts? no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I think, I, and one thing I do want to talk about a little bit later on is the uh, we, we we have become we've come to a point now where I believe just like like conservatives and liberals, Republicans and Democrats, there are now two completely irreconcilable sides of Star Wars. Right, there is the section of Star Wars that many people call the man babies, uh, the neck beards. Uh, you know, they want the old Star Wars. They want it their way. They want it very, supposedly, uh, very male-centric, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's the, the other side, um, which, of course, wants new things and new Star Wars and more and more female characters and 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 stories that, that diverge from the, the Force and Jedi and all that. Um, and, and I really, as, as I watch the Internet, uh, fellow, I don't. I don't see there being a reconciliation between these two. I, I just don't. I think the gulf is going to continue to deepen and widen, um, and, and ultimately, those two sides are going to be 
forever there. There's going to be those Star Wars fans that people sort of scowl and frown at. And 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 I understand why that's happening. But like I said, let, let's talk about it a little bit later just because I think that is an important thing. Any new Star Wars now is going to be seen through those filters and through those lenses. I think a lot of people were upset and 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 Mr. Mr. Finn, I'm gonna I'm gonna point this to you. A lot of people were upset by the Disney uh, rain. They were like, oh, Disney ruined Star Wars. Disney destroyed my Star Wars. They made like a, a girl and a thing and the, she's a Mary Sue. And, nu, 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 nu. and they blamed, <laughs> just like that. And they blamed Disney. Where's my Sichuan sauce? They blamed Disney, right? Right. Now here's Disney going, oh, okay. Well, what do you guys think of this? And the world went, oh, thank yeah. you, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't read a whole lot of like uh, a criticism online of the Mandalorian yet. I mm-hmm. see a little niggly here, niggly here, but no one's come up and said, "Oh my God, the Mandalorian just raped my childhood." You know, right, right. What do you, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think, uh, Mr. Finn? I think that um, uh, Star Wars is uh, kind of a weird. It's it, Star Wars has become a unicorn. It's become a sort of a one-off because um, we treat it like a franchise. And it's not. It's not a franchise. Not the way we understand them these days. Nowadays, when things are developed, they're developed and planned out to a three to five to nine year to now we know 10 year plan. And everything is scripted along an uber arching uh, over overarching plot line with beats and, and such and such between each deal. And Star Wars... Uh, while it originally was presented to us as that's what this is going to be, the the actual application of that didn't happen, and so we we actually have three Star Warses now that call themselves Star Wars that fans are constantly trying to measure with the same stick. You have you have four, five, and six. Those are your those are your uh, vintage. OG Star Wars guys, you have one, two, and three, which is their children, <laughs> right? Yeah, the, pre- yeah. The, pre- the prequel kids, undoubtedly. And, and then, and then you have uh, post uh, two thousand uh, millennials and 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 Generation Z guys who, and 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 girls who are uh, looking at this through a, a very different lens. And kind of either finding it wanting or are embracing it wholeheartedly. But each group has never liked the other two. I mean, that's just always been the case. And and a lot of people make uh, make a lot of hay about how about the hatred for the for the new movies. Uh, man, that was me during the prequels. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. wasn't virulent about it. I mean, because I, um, I, I my ownership did not extend to realizing that I. Uh, was was not on the board of directors of LucasArts. Uh-huh. Uh, so for me, I was just like, ah, well, these really aren't for me. They've passed me by, right? You know, mm-hmm. and I was I was sad about it, but I was okay with it, you know, yeah. uh, but because I I didn't think I'd ever see the prequels. I didn't even think I see those. Right, and right. and, and so if you go back and listen to uh, early episodes of this podcast, you'll hear me talking about the prequels in in you know in, in a negative light. Um, I never threw anybody under the bus, though, and uh, never uh, the things I, I always didn't like about the Star Wars movies that I didn't like were always story and plot based and, and character. Okay, generated. well, see, th- th- that's a great point, Mark. And this is one of the things. This is one of the side effects, the horrible side effects of of this war, of this irreconcilable uh, sides picking. Um, that now it seems, okay, you have articulated some problems with prequels, you're right, in past podcasts, and I agree with many of them. But have you noticed now that if somebody online says, hey, I didn't like The Last Jedi, they're instantly attacked? Neck yeah. uh, man baby, uh, oh, right. cry your little tears, you know, you just can't stand diversity, you hate Vietnamese people, whatever it is. And it's like, for God's sakes, it's okay to not like the last fucking Jedi. Right. It's and okay. It's, 
That's and it's, and it's also it's okay to talk about it in public too. Right. Uh, this is a so, big uh, thing. Yeah. It angers uh, me that, that people are being shamed. No, no, don't you dare! Don't you dare talk about the Last Jedi as being bad. I we all know my thoughts on the Last Jedi. It's a bad Star Wars movie. It's a really right. bad Star Wars movie. But you don't. But you don't think it's bad because there's a girl in it. <laughs> Right. Thank I don't you. think it's bad because Rose is in it. I don't think yeah. it's bad because Ray is the protagonist. I don't think right. it's bad because any of the reasons that the, yeah. the the other camp wants to blame the neckbeards for, and a lot of neckbeards seem to complain about those things. You have to acknowledge that there is a camp that 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 knee jerks against anything they see is uh, oh all this woke culture and the oh, right, right. snowflake yeah. no, they have no, to no. insert it in blah blah blah. And, and, Absolutely. And, uh, I think that there's, it's it gets muddy. It gets muddy to, to to pull that out and go. Are you really complaining about the story, or are you complaining because there's not a, a male protagonist, or there's right. not but even a, you know? More insidious, though, Joseph. Even more insidious is that when you start to articulate, okay, I didn't like the Last Jedi because dot dot mm-hmm. dot, and yeah. you start to talk about. For me, for example, I'll start to talk about story structure, plotting, yeah. pacing. Things you know a thing or two about. Correct. Immediately, <laughs> immediately, there comes the defense of those things. No, no, no. It's purposefully slow. No, no, no. They <laughs> they all fail on purpose. No, no, no. You were bored on purpose. And yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you were bored on purpose. <laughs> I know. No, no. He was, he was aiming to disappoint you. Don't you understand? He designed it to piss you off. Ryan Johnson wanted to upset you and make a bad Star Wars movie. He (laughs) succeeded. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it's sad. I I don't know that I don't know that the Mandalorian is ever going to fill in the gap, but I have noticed that the volume on the criticism has been turned way down because there are way more people that do like the show. Then, then don't. I and I and I think maybe it's because the the what's happening is is the the broad swath of the show what it is mm-hmm. is really smart. It's something that we've always wanted to see more of. We've always been hungry for as fans, right? Um, one of the probably one of the worst teases in the whole series is in the middle of The Empire Strikes Back uh, when uh, Admiral Piet turns to the underling and says, Bounty Hunters, we don't need their scum. And then you pan up and there's all these amazingly interesting characters, Mm -hmm. these really cool characters, and you realize, oh, there's an economy to being an outlaw. In Star right. Wars. Right. I wonder what this is all about. And then we don't get to see any of it because right after he turns to Boba Fett and says, no disintegrations, somebody goes, my lord, we have them. Oh, right. man, come on. Can't we let so, and let's 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 pursue that 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 what you're what you're laying here, because this is this is the groundwork for me. Why the Mandalorian is so exciting. Yeah, you get to see them now. Right. Yeah. Right, and, and, and I like the fact that um, they're doing a really good job. I said early on that I think the show feels to me like how we used to play with Star Wars toys. You know, yeah. we, we would make the universe bigger by saying, oh, this is a combat droid. It's not IG-88. It's somebody else. Right. right. You know, and uh, we would, if we, if we could, uh, you know, if we had a small head Han, he wasn't Han Solo. He was some other guy. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, right. Small so head we, Han. <laughs> we, 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 we would relabel the, mm-hmm. the action figures to sort of make our own adventures because yeah. we didn't have, you know, uh, other things to, to do that with. Uh, my, it's my not Kenner, My Kenner alien played with my my uh, uh big my 12 inch star wars figures he was yeah. he was like boba fett's uh, uh, uh enforcer or something like that you know yeah right. he was able to 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 incorporate those types of things into, into you, my you oppress you oppress you joseph there's been comics now with crossovers with alien and star wars there we go there we go <laughs> look at we've done look at we've done yeah, so, yeah, so seeing seeing things like the 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 uh the assassin droid um in action right which, you know stuff like that that because ig88 Obviously, on this on the deck of the the executor there on, on Vader's ship, um, 
was just a static prop. He, he just sat there. It was yeah. literally a prop that was yeah. sta- was bolted to the floor, and they, you know, there it is. But then we got to see it. These types of droids move for the first time in uh, Clone Wars and right. under Dave Filoni. There was a great couple episodes where those things came out and they moved like spiders crawling up on the walls and flipping around and then twisting their body in these weird, you know, uh, positions and going up on the ceiling and and doing all these great stuff. And then here is live action, folks. You know, 2019, there's an assassin droid and it is a beast. That thing is just swiveling and turning and, and shooting and it's it's stunningly it's it's like a ballet of death, you know. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like, right. Wow, and, and, and that is you know that's the, I think that's the you've identified Joseph the strength of this show. So it took it's taking a lot of the stuff from the original trilogy, uh, and it is expanding on them. It is running with them. It is showing us more of what we just caught tiny glimpses of sometimes. Right. Right. In the original trilogy, and 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 you know, call it fan service, but it's brilliant. It is brilliant marketing. It is brilliant to to do that to the fans and to say, here you go. Here's what you've always wanted to see. Did we know they were going to go to Tatooine? Of course. Did did I know they were going to eventually go back to the can, the very cantina where where Han met Luke? Yeah, I actually kind of did. I and mean, boom, bingo, there we are. Yeah. Um, so it's it's good. It's fun. It's almost like somebody described it as it's like going to Star Wars Disneyland, right? And you get to see all the things you loved from the original trilogy. And I'm like, you know, the Mandalorian is kind of like that. That's kind of what it is. You but it's also but back. it's also completely divorced from the Skywalker dysfunctional family. Yes, yes absolutely. Right? absolutely. That narrative, is, I mean, the Empire has been mentioned in passing a couple of times uh, as you know, with regards to the New Republic, and that's mm-hmm. it. You know, I love yeah. the fact that some of the stormtroopers are are hanging out because what what else do they have going for them? Yeah, right? they, get, they get hired <laughs> out as private security now. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. like yeah. it's like a, if you were a cop. And you're no longer a cop. Well, I guess right. I get a job as a security guard. And some of those stormtroopers, my brother James, I'm going to credit him on this one. He, they, they, you know, they have the sand trooper and the space trooper and a death trooper and all kinds of different troopers. Those guys, they were the caca troopers, man. Their their armor was all filthy, <laughs> dirty, and brown stained. Like, oh, wow. These guys, these guys look rough, you know. Yeah, no, That's I funny. love that they don't clean their 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 armor now. It's just like they don't fucking care. Whatever, my armor's dirty. I don't give a shit. What, what's it gonna do? Force choke me? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. It's fantastic. You know what? I'm I'm saving 27 credits a week by not having to clean this stuff. Okay, so uh, yeah. you know I, that's take home pay. Yeah, still doesn't protect me from a laser blast worth shit. So why not? Well, it, it's hilarious. I, the dirt, it's the so- dirt may help. The dirt may actually help. You know. Okay. We've been saying for years we should camouflage these things. Why are we walking around in bright white uniforms? I mean, it's the easiest thing to see in the world, you know? <laughs> Golly. I like Except on Hoth. Put me on Hoth and I'm invisible, yeah. <laughs> I like no, how it's true, it's true. we've gone to, uh, we see the touch of the Empire in some way. Yeah. Um, you know, they've referred to it. Uh, a lot of times the Stormtrooper helmets are used as macabre decoration, you know, impaled on, on pikes or, or gathering yes. dirt in, in corners somewhere. Because apparently these Stormtroopers, man, they were ubiquitous. They were everywhere. Think about the fall of Nazi Germany, you know, when, when that oh, yeah. was So it's that kind of a, oh, that's it's gone now. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. and there's a lawlessness that comes along with, with that. Now, New Republic is being is being you know worked out as it were. Yeah. And this is five years after the the events of Return of the Jedi. All so our basically, favorite- it's still a provisional government. Yeah. You know that they're yeah. working out. Yeah. yeah. And, and by the way, and that's also what it does, right? It, it, we the the sequels that followed the the original trilogy. Uh, have now bypassed that so far ahead. There's this entire era of star wars history that we have no idea what has happened we have no idea we, we they mentioned the new republic we see it uh, the whole planet's being destroyed by the new fancy death star um but other than that th- we know nothing about it 
How how were, were the Skywalkers involved? What did Leia do? Did they try to create a new Jedi Academy? What happened in all those intervening years? Not um, important because on the Outer Rim, uh, it's it's still life and death. Right, but, still but you know, crimes and you yeah. know the New Republic's going to come into it. You know, you know that Mandalorian eventually is going to have to go to the New Republic. He will have no choice. Uh, so th- this is my prediction, at least. This is my prediction. We yeah. are going to get to see what state is the New Republic in right now. Who are some of the new figureheads? Who are some of the people that are, I don't think we're going to see Leia, but I do think we're going to see all of the bureaucracy that she was probably trying to get together and organize. Um, I, um, but 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 here's the deal. You're right. We may we may well get there, but we'll hopefully get there. Only if they want to. I don't feel like the, I don't feel like there needs to be an inevitable march to it if they don't want to tell those stories. Uh-huh. I'd be no, no, just right, as happy yeah, with them exactly. kicking around, kind of like you know, Firefly, basically. Right, no, you know? no, it, it, yeah. it would become much more like Clone Wars at that point. And I don't know yeah. that the series is the series is definitely a western about a loner and a kid traveling the rough, rough planets of the Outer Rim. Um, but, but. With a mention of the New Republic, and especially with the Mandalorian's disdain for the New Republic, um, you know at some point some writer's going to go, okay, we're, we're going to have to have him deal with a fucking New Republic bureaucrat. We just, it's just too much fun. we got to show what he thinks about these people. Um, so there's going to be, but you're right, no, the series is always going to be a Western. It's always going to be Gunsmoke. Um, right. Or, or specifically for a few dollars more. Right, or, right, or hang right. them high, or you know, yeah. pick, pick your favorite Sergio Leone, or yeah. go ahead and pick your favorite Lone Wolf and Cub movie. You know, well, I just and I do clearly Lone Wolf, and yeah. Cub. But I do hope it does not become uh, a la Bill Bixby Incredible Hulk. He's traveling from town to town on the run, and he's helping people along the way because so, that's going to be very predictable after a while. Oh, look, I'm yeah. another planet, and these people need my help. Okay, I'll help them too. You know, you watch know, the kid, know, okay. that kind of thing. You know. The- this is a great segue into what what my problem is with the newest episode. But f- finish your thought, Joseph. But I, okay, I but I was going to talk say, about some, some some criticism. All right. Yeah, but before we go into the details of the newest episode, but I I want I want to give a nice overview. I, I, I'd like to address um, uh, uh, Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian himself because mm-hmm. okay, sure. okay. as an Fair actor enough. as an actor who has not yet taken his helmet off on camera and shown his gorgeous face. Right. I think it's I think it's astounding. And I think it's 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 commendable to have an actor play this role and do everything with his body, his head yeah. turns, yeah. His, his physicality. You 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 know what he's thinking by his subtleness, and and yes. that's a skill. That's incredibly skillful. The 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 the, the scene where he was le- he left, and we're going to touch on Baby Yoda here in a bit, folks. So calm down, everyone. Calm down, everyone. <laughs> relax. <laughs> Yes, we know there's a baby Yoda in the series. We just haven't mentioned it yet. Wait, there uh, is? <laughs> <laughs> but the scene where he's sitting in his ship and he has just dropped off the package and he has a moment of, you know, pause. And he looks at the ball that, that the little baby Yoda took off his shifter and he, he puts it back on. And I mean, it is acting. He's acting his ass off in that tin helmet, you know? Yeah. And, and you could see it. You could see the conflict, you know, mm-hmm. and then he, you know, makes that move to get up and get back out there. And you're like, oh, here we go. You know, that's that level of, of, of performance that I, I want to make sure that for my own my own part as an actor, I, I have high admiration for that to act yeah. under without you using your face. You know, well, absolutely. In fact, I, yeah. I would say that there is a lot of a tip of a hat to the original Vader. The, mm-hmm. If you go back and look at the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, David Prowse does a fuckload of acting under that goddamn Vader mask. Yeah, he does. You can yeah. you can see Vader being disappointed. You can see Vader being menacing. You can see Vader being thoughtful. You can see. I mean, and it's a, it, and all he's doing is turning his head, cocking his head, pausing mm-hmm. for a moment. So yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Star Wars has always had that. People are in, encased in makeup and masks and helmets, and they still manage to get across emotion and such. So that's right. it's spot, spot on, Joseph. 
I, I really love that. Um, yeah. So, yes, uh, he gets hired uh, in, in the opening episode to uh, retrieve a package. Bring me the package. Uh, and, and and it's it's a mysterious kind of – and he, this guy, uh, Werner Herzog's character, the, the, the client, he's only yes. told as the client, yes. uh, seems like a boys from Brazil type of exiled Nazi character, mm-hmm. like an oh, old yeah. Imperial officer who's hiding out in the outer rim with a bunch of old stormtroopers, and what's he doing? Why does he want this little Yoda creature, who obviously, God help me, I'm going to say the word, is chock full of midichlorians. Right. Yeah. He's, he's oh, he's he's making yeah. Yoga, Yoda margaritas. He's totally right. He's right. squeezing it for juice. Right. Well, he yeah, even says, right. he, when, when the Mandalorian is listening in on the conversation, he's like, extract the necessary material right. and get on with it. Right. And by the way, it is not an accident that they cast a fucking German as this <laughs> retired Imperial scary guy. They wanted right. that. They wanted the Nazi connection, and it's brilliant. I want to focus on Werner here for a bit, because I, I adore Werner Herzog. He's one of, those, one of those, he's an incredibly talented director as well, if you haven't seen any of his films. But, you know, as a, as a personality he's just oozes i i uh, my, my wife and i went to dallas to see him speak uh like a one-man show kind of thing and he's just he's so compelling right yeah. but yeah and the great behind the scenes story was that they were going to re redo the baby yoda because it it's an actual prop it's a prosthetic prop it's a little yeah. puppet you know and they were going to use the cgi and he said you are cowards leave it alone i mean <laughs> yeah yeah he just the, loved it you know <laughs> the fact that werner Herzog did not say no you shouldn't use this you shouldn't use cgi no he's like you cowards <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so werner that's so werner it's like he, yes he, he has actually hit the point in his career when when he gets to walk on and be creepy guy, you know, like that's <laughs> yeah. like his, his sole responsibility is to show up and say, I think you would look interesting if you were covered in open sores. And people go, Werner Herzog, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, and he walks off and, exactly. yeah, that's it. you know, it's 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 like uh, it's like a, um, uh, I won't say he's become a parody of himself, but uh, they know how to use him. You know, to get the, the the proper impact, you know. His personality, so. his personality just shines through through that kind of stuff. And 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 you know, to say to interview him and go, you know, how how did you uh, how did you take working with uh, with with John Favreau? And he was like, I was unfamiliar with his work. You know, he didn't right. he, he yeah. had no idea yeah. who John Favreau was. Who the hell is John Favreau? <laughs> there was a fat guy giving me directions. Was that him? That's him. Okay, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, so anyways, perfection, perfection. So he goes back, he takes the child back, and now we've got this amazing baby Yoda. So let's address the baby Yoda. Oh, the so green elephant in the room. Oh, yeah. he's so cute. Yeah, he's he's freaking cute, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah, but, okay, concerned, fellas, concerned, because it all started all so great. And I love Baby Yoda. I love that. that you, you, you can ask anyone that surrounds me right now. I couldn't stop talking about goddamn fucking Baby Yoda. And I call him Yodi for whatever reason. But anyway, um, but but now, now, what, what Joseph uh, articulated earlier was like, oh, I hope it's not just him and Baby Yoda wandering from, you know, mm-hmm. Bill Bixby style from planet to planet. And, mm-hmm. and here uh, I only saw a glimmer. There was a glimmer of concern in the latest episode. Mm-hmm. Where, where I, I, for the first time, I thought that. I thought, oh, no. Yeah. This is going to be less about exploring Mandalorian's past, uh, looking into who he is, why he does what he does, and more, you know, uh, okay, we, we've wrapped up on this planet. Come on, you little womp rat, scooping up big, cute baby Yoda and then jumping on the ship and then the Bill Bixby Incredible Hulk theme plays. Dun, and he, dun, dun, exactly, and he wanders off to the dun, next planet. Because I don't want that either. I do yeah. not want that at all. Yeah, um, two or three episodes of it is fine. Mm-hmm. Now let's get, let's get on with the story. Yeah. No, you're right. absolutely correct. I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, make a prediction because uh, while people are, are touting the the space western part, uh, they're forgetting that uh, uh, Lucas uh, also stole from Kurosawa, and uh-huh. uh, so. I think and I suspect that what's going to happen is is there's going to come a point at which the forces of uh, evil uh, are arrayed against the Mandalorian in in such a great uh, size that he can't do it alone. And so he sends a call out 
and uh, reaches out to the seven people that he <laughs> that he has been helping all along, and they all come and 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 assemble uh, to help him as 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 he helped them, and sure. it becomes uh, kind of a, a, a much larger battle or a confrontation. Uh, yeah. But we but we because we keep seeing uh, strains of that of that story. Um, there's there's also a, a, a heist slash crime component to the to this, um, wherein you've got people trying to collect on on the bounty, and um, he's the guy that you don't want to send anybody up against, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it, it, and they've been playing with this in pop culture for a while. Uh, the most recent successful iteration of this is John Wick. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so so this is not. I don't think we're going to forge any uh, new territory and blaze any new trails here. Uh, so much as we're going to get to see a, a, a somewhat familiar <laughs> plot uh, reinterpreted into the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. and 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 in a way that showcases. Uh, one of the things that I think they're looking at, uh, the mouse is looking at, is can we tell Star Wars stories that do not involve Luke, Han, and Leia? And and I think that they're getting their answer from the generally positive reaction to Rogue One, the no. generally positive reaction to Solo. You know, I, I you're still going to have to factor out the people who are upset that there's a girl anywhere, uh, <laughs> you know, in space. But, uh, but I think they are doing that. I, Cause I think most people are, you know, the, the response to those two movies I just mentioned was, Oh, I didn't think I'd like that, but I, I really kind of did. And now what's happening is, is that we're seeing this and it's an even, it's a more pure distillation of this, uh, this idea and Man. people are loving it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It, like I said, I don't want to call it fan service, but, I, there, there was, there must have been talk, and probably Favreau worked this into his pitch. I'm imagining, because uh, Favreau, like us, is probably a fan of the original Star Wars. He grew Absolutely. up, with it. he probably loves yeah. it. Yeah. So he was like, "Hey, look, you know, here, here's what we should do. Here, here's, here's, it's looking at the reaction from the Last Jedi, looking at the reaction that people were so angry at the Last Jedi that they avoided Solo. He probably went in there and said, here, let, here's what we should do. Here's, here's, I think what fans would love, because I know I would love it. I can just see him pitching it that way. Yeah, yeah. And he's got enough clout to do that. He's got enough, you know, uh, 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 prestige and clout and money making uh, in his back pocket that people listen to him and go, absolutely." Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, whatever you want, Mr. Favreau. Yeah, that sounds this great. Is, this is yeah. a way to introduce the elements of Star Wars that maybe some fans mm-hmm. think are missing from the new sequels. Mm-hmm. But let's let's go back then. Let's go back to that world they loved. Let's give them characters, uh, or at least you know uh, versions of characters. Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we want to know more about Yoda. We want to know more about Boba Fett. We want to know more about. And let's see what we can, what stories we can tell with this. Because uh, again, it's not an accident that they picked somebody that looks just like fucking Boba Fett. That's not an accident. They could have designed any kind of character to be anybody as a bounty hunter. No, they decided Mandalorian, he looks like Boba Fett because they know that fans love Boba Fett for whatever reason. Can we address that real quick? Can we point point our little spotlight onto Boba Fett? I have have one thing to say. Uh, uh, John Favreau has said unequivocally, Boba Fett is not in this. There's no Boba Fett. Right. However, the son of a gun likes to play around. So there was one shot when the Mando walked through his Mandalorian hideout with all the other Mandalorians that eagle-eyed viewers swore to God that they saw the familiar uh, banged-up Beskar armor in the background, that that was him. No, that wasn't him. In the latest episode, set on Tatooine, the planet where Boba Fett supposedly met his demise in the Sarlacc pit, the the last shot has a mysterious figure jingle jangling with his spur sound effects, just like Boba Fett always walked with spur sound effects, right. up to the body of the target, and, and and that's where it cuts. They're teasing us. I don't think uh, Boba Fett's going to show up, but they like to drop those things. They know fandom is going to get r- frothy at the mouth at this. Right. No. Not, seriously, yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. You are correct. Um, I, don't, I don't think Boba Fett's going to show up. Um, but but at the same time, 
it wouldn't surprise me. And by the way, that you can really dive deep into all of this stuff. You could look up Wikipedia, look up Mandalorian and Mandalorian culture, and, and you will be reading for a while. Um, there's so much about this culture that's been done in the novels, in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of, the, 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 this is a loved race, a loved culture, a loved uh, uh, people. And, and so, they're not all, they're not all warlike. They're not all like that. Correct, in, in, correct. Yeah, they were two different factions of the Mandalorians. One were very peaceful, one wanted to assimilate better, and the other side, the more radical side, were the ones that said, I'm never taking my goddamn helmet off. You're not in front right, of anybody. Right. You know? right. In so, fact, if anything, yeah. I, I, I would compare them to, they're almost like the Greeks and the Spartans. Yeah, is yeah. What very the good. Cultures. Very the Greeks, good. the Greeks are the philosophers. Mm -hmm. They want to understand stuff. They want to talk. They want to negotiate. And yeah. the Spartans are like, "This is Mandalore." Um, and you're like, oh, you're <laughs> right. "Cool, all right, perfect, um, that's perfect." But but I've I've even read that the thing about Boba Fett was he was not a Mandalorian. He, he wore right. Mandalorian armor. Well, he was but a he was, of a Mandalorian. No, he wasn't. Django was, Django was not, not a Mandalorian. No, okay, Jango was not a Mandalorian, from what I understand. From what I understand, I, I did not um, know that. I thought Jango was is, a Mandalorian. He, no, he is peripherally uh, 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 um, affiliated with the Mandalorians, uh -huh. but I, either he's not from the culture, or he was exiled, or something like that. Maybe he was, maybe he was a foundling, like our like our protagonist here. Yeah, that, that was, could be. Yeah, that could but be. our protagonist may he was raised in the culture of Mandalorian, but I don't know if even he's a true Mandalorian because That's he's true. a foundling. So yeah, that's his, true. his parents were killed during the Clone Wars. We get enough of the flashback of the of the super battle droid killing his parents right. and him being hidden. Uh, they've done that flashback twice now. Uh, so we're pretty established that, and, and he keeps he keeps giving to the foundlings. You know, whenever he brings a a, a target back and goes back to the home base, he keeps that's he right. says, take some of the best scar, make sure it's for the foundlings. So he's a foundling. I think right. he, they adopted him and they raised him in their culture. Yeah, he's yeah. support he's supporting the orphanage. You know, because uh, well, he was, he, and it's so, easy. To point to that and go, well, that's obviously why he hates droids so much, because during the Clone Wars, battle droids killed his parents, so okay, he so, hates so, droids. Uh, this is how correct you are, Joseph. Jango Fett was a renowned Mandalorian bounty hunter, assassin mercenary, and the father of Boba Fett, a genetic clone of his, who he raises a son. A human from Concord Dawn, Fett was adopted by Mandalorian warriors following the murder of his parents, sounds familiar, and yep. the disappearance of his older sister, Arla, in 58 BBY. So, again, the Mandalorian is very much, that is the story that we are seeing. Um, so, yeah, so Jango Fett was a human from a different planet adopted by Mandalorian warriors. So he was a foundling. He was a foundling. Um, if I may, if I may indulge in just a little fan speculation. Okay. I know that they're filming the second season right now. Uh, I, and I also know that Ming-Na Wen, uh, who... Uh, who I love, who I adore. Who's I'm, great. I was so happy to see her. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, she, uh, she is... Uh, she's gotten a second appearance. Whether it's going to be at the end of season one or in season two remains to be seen. I suspect that what's going to happen is, is when she pops back up, there will be some version of the, I thought you were dead. Uh, yeah, a friend of yours rescued me. Nice guy. Armor looked like shit, though. <laughs> right? right, right. And uh, because because here's the deal: we don't need to see what happens next. This is the equivalent to uh, the guy uh, finally uh, uh, getting free of the noose that he's been hanging on uh, for 20 minutes, and he falls to the ground. And then you see a pair of feet uh, appear, and he looks up, and it's three Native Americans. You know, who found him half dead in the wilderness, right? This is a Western thing, you know? Uh, somebody always comes along and, and frees you or sets you up or, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. checks on you or whatever. And so um, we don't. It's been it's been widely assumed now. We've we've all just sort of taken it into our hearts that the Sarlacc found me somewhat indigestible. So right. so that's cool. And so having this little thing right here be the sort of the confirming agent, I don't need to see Boba Fett to know he he made it out of the Sarlacc pit. Right. So this may just be a well, thing that, where— By the way, that's been confirmed. That's, it's been confirmed. Right. Boba Fett is not dead. 
uh, right. So it, it so, is official. Yeah. Who who so, who confirmed this? Uh, uh, the story people at Disney. The Boba Fett is not dead. Don't, Boba Fett did not die in the Sarlacc pit. There's even they did a comic showing how Boba Fett. Oh yeah, no, I've read I read the comic, yeah, but I didn't yeah, realize so, it was canon. I thought Disney yes. wiped all that. No, no, away no, no. no. Certain th Disney was selective about yeah. what what was and was not canon, and yeah. it has been confirmed. Boba Fett is not the Sarlacc pit did not kill him. So I'm actually kind of disappointed. I think that uh, <laughs> I kind of want him dead. Yeah, they they love they, they, again. Fans love Boba Fett. Fans love Boba Fett. For did either of you guys? Did either of you guys read Shadows of the Empire? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, the book that's sort of the interstitial between uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Did you ever see this, Aaron? This this had to have been around the time that you were doing stuff for the game company. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, but, no, I, I do. I do remember reading it. Uh, I don't remember much about it, but it, I do. It, it, is that it the mostly one where, closes. Is that the one where Luke is cloned? Uh, no, that's uh, Dark um, uh, Dark Jedi uh, or Dark Empire. I forget what what, what that one is. But oh, no, uh, no, that's uh, that's heir to the Empire. Right? Heir to the Empire. Okay. Yeah. No, this one uh, is essentially it's the connecting tissue. Um, we see. Uh, Prince uh, Zizor, who's this yeah, uh, the crime boss, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, he 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 tries to get involved. Uh, Luke, uh, the the Empire regroups. Luke goes to Tatooine to construct his own lightsaber, and we see how that plays out with the Kyber crystal. And yeah. Boba Fett is taking Carbonite Han back to Jabba the Hutt. And what happens is oh. is the other bounty hunters realize pretty quick that Boba Fett got away with it. And so they all converge on Boba Fett. And so it becomes a race uh, yep. to the to the crime boss with uh, IG-88 and Dengar and Bosk all trying to uh, shoot Slave One out of the sky so that they can recover the carbonite from deep space. Nice. Uh, and so, so yeah, that's, uh, I, that's how... You know, and, and that's one of the books that uh, not a lot of people talk about, but but nobody speaks ill of it, because right. because uniformly we go, yeah, you know, this this is all stuff we would have liked to have seen. Right. So I, right. I think that uh, I think that any of those little teasing things that we see in the Mandalorian are are going to um, uh, because because I know this much. I'm I, I'm not certain of much uh, in the world, but I'm certain of this: mm -hmm. the next Star Wars. Uh, big screen project will not take place anywhere near here. I think they're going to go back. I think they're going to go way back. I think they're going to pick an epoch where uh, there is no material and they're going to develop new stuff. And I think that who does that development is going to largely depend on how the the next few years play out. Right. But um these guys who are currently doing this are serving two masters. They're keeping the brand alive for the mouse. Uh, and they are reminding us that there's a lot of really cool things about the Star Wars universe that don't have anything to do with political trends uh, or online slap fights or anything like that. And it's okay that this is just sort of like a high adventure space Western kind of a thing. You know, uh, you, you, I, I think you can read, even if you read it, even if you don't read it as just a surface thing, the Mandalorian uh, will, I think eventually be the thing that brings more people together uh, than, than pulls us apart. I would agree. No, no, no. I, 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 I agree with that. And, and, and to further your point, by the way, I think that, um, well, a lot of things. The, the new, the new Star Wars movie that comes out, opens in a couple of weeks, will determine. This is my opinion. Will determine whether Kathleen Kennedy remains in charge or is removed by Disney. That, that's just the bottom line. Whether you like that or not, whether you think Kathleen Kennedy is brilliant or not, uh, Kathleen Kennedy's stewardship of Star Wars will depend on the critical, not the financial, the critical reception of the new Star Wars movie. That said, uh, it seems to me that it would be in the best interest of Disney 
to do exactly what you just outlined, Mark. The next movies should not be just more continuations of the same characters, their descendants, the people who knew them, the same space. Why? Why would you do that? You have an entire galaxy with thousands of years of history you can completely create new characters for fans to love new things for fans to see and experience uh, and, and, without and, pissing people off you well and i i think you, i think you do that also by you know now when they when they make these plans it's going to be a five-year plan or it's going to be a three-year plan, or it's going to be a six-year plan, or whatever they decide. Right. Uh, because because the way we make these movies now is very very different than the way Lucas started out making these movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we and you have to. One of the things that fans uh, oh, there's a lot of things about fans that irritate me, but but this this uh, willful lack of knowledge, and and this idea that that you can't even uh, you can't even think back to why these these movies change every three episodes, you know, it's, it has everything to do with, uh, they were inventing movies all over again in 77. They were, they were, uh, taking that invented movie and reinventing it again Mm -hmm. in 99. And then they did it a third time. And each time the, the, the new trilogy, uh, is within the realm. It, it 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 doesn't. They don't exist in space. It exists, you know, along with these other things. Right. So um, they're they're all very different films because because they have to be because you can't make a 1977 movie for episode nine. You just can't do that. They don't they don't make movies like that anymore. Right. So so this notion that Star Wars changed and I don't like it. Well, that's on you. Uh, yeah. Boogaloo. That's that has nothing to do with Star Wars. Yeah. That has everything to do with you. Uh, now, again, if you don't like certain things uh, about you know plot and character and story, uh, that's fine. That, that that's fine, and and I, and that's a valid concern. But your reaction to them is just that your reaction. Well, you know, it, but, but no but one's trying think, to piss you off. But I think that's yeah. where the unhappiness. I mean, again, you know, hindsight twenty twenty, but. That's where the unhappiness came in, I believe. It is not in that they gave us new Star Wars stuff that wasn't just like the original trilogy. Is that they took beloved original trilogy things and said, hey, I'm going to fuck with this. Why would oh. you do that? Why would you do that? It's, give the fans what they love. Great. And then give them something new to look at. Don't take, you know, nobody takes... Batman and says, hey, I'm going to do a Batman story. But in my story, Batman's going to be a coward and a fraidy cat. And he no, really, what they do is really, they say, I want to make a Superman movie and make my Superman broody and moody and, exactly. and dark. And how did, and yeah, how did yeah, that go over? Exactly. How did that go over? Yeah, so that's, that's, that's the anger. The anger is, oh, you want to, t- you want to tell a superhero story? Great. Then don't fuck with Superman. Tell right. us a different superhero story. Yeah, right. it's not hard. It's not hard. It, um, it I, want, I want. I want to point us because we're we're getting into the whole fandom thing here. But I want to go back to Mandalorian and I want to ask a very pointed question. Okay, gentlemen. As we all know, Jedi are not allowed to have attachments. Right. That was that was pretty much canon. No attachments. They were not allowed to be married or even have children. That's that part of the attachments. Yeah. Where did your baby Yoda come from? Oh. Here's <laughs> I, I'm tossing it out here. Here's here's the here's the, the setup. We know Yoda. We know the race. We don't know the race. We know that Yoda is a thing. And the only the only other creature that was the same race as Yoda was a female named Yaddle. We yeah. saw Yaddle yeah. briefly on the council and, and in Phantom Menace. So it's a Yoda and a Yaddle. So if they're the only two ones we've seen. And the race is unknown. We have no idea if there's a home planet or where this comes from. Just no clue at all. Right. Is it conceivable that Yoda and Yaddle had a, a yippie in the in the younger area, <laughs> and Yoda and Yaddle had a uh, young un, and that I'm going to call Yodel 
because it, it works for me. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and very, very much like Anakin did secretly with Padme, you know, kind of have a little secret side relationship, which, you know, I kind of like to know that Yoda was a little bit more than, you know, Zen Jedi master. Uh, you know, he had faults like everybody else. And, you know, he got this hot yaddle walking around. I don't know. Oh, what do you guys where, where, I don't know. The, where, the idea of them going at it like grease salamanders is just not. <laughs> it just doesn't. It doesn't sit well with me. So where, I, did he, where did he come from? Well, I'll tell you what. The, one of the most popular theories right now on the internet. I've been reading that, and so one of the most popular theories. And again, such little things that none of us would notice. But the scientist, uh, the bespectacled, bespectacled scientist that works with Werner Herzog. Um, people have pointed out that insignia on his uniform is that of the cloners. Um, I haven't noticed it. I didn't see that insignia. But they say that there he's wearing insignia that the cloners wore uh, on, on whatever the clone planet was. Camino. Um, so if that is true, if that is true, the most likely answer is that he is a clone. Uh, this is something that Palpatine probably put into action uh, because he's Palpatine, right? I mean, every time that people go, well, how did that happen? The obvious answer for Star Wars people who design these stories is, well, of course, Palpatine planned it all along. Okay, got it, got it. He's the brilliant evil genius. Of course he did. He's Lex Luthor. He's he's has every uh, every plan, every content, every. Uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Contingency. A contingency plan thought out. So he knows about Yoda. Of course he knows about Yoda. The most powerful Jedi master that I think has ever graced the halls of the Jedi uh, temple. Um, he probably said, hey, you know what? I, I'd like a Yoda of my very own. Um, and so proceeded, because already he's cloning people, proceeded <laughs> to get a clone of Yoda. And then somehow it got away from him. Somebody ran away with it. Somebody let it go. Somebody stole it. Or because... he got tossed down a shaft and couldn't Exactly. Deal exactly. <laughs> it, after after everything was going to shit, they're like like the Nazis, right? Burn everything. Flush yeah. everything down the toilet. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's what they tried to do. And and uh, the fact that the, the Herzog, you know, extract the necessary material. Um, yeah, he might just be talking about cloning again. They probably think, hey, you know, with an army of Yodas, um, we could do all kinds of cool evil shit. And and, and the, the Empire can rise again. So or we could I, I just... I think it's a clone. I think it's a clone. Or that could just be this year's uh, Christmas boutique gift item, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. You can yeah, own a, a Yoda of your own. I, I know. mean, <laughs> there a, you go. A living Funko uh, Yoda. So I think it's a clone because I know I don't I don't see this 900 year old creature, you know, getting busy with another God knows how old 500 year old creature and then deciding that she's going to you know, have a baby or whatever. Maybe they just sprout naturally from toadstools like Smurfs. Maybe well, they just, that, that's true. <laughs> you know, maybe they just sprout. Eggs. Or like yeah. enemy line, they, they, they all are born pregnant and eventually have yeah. uh, a baby. Yeah, no, you're right. There's all kinds of possibilities. I'm just saying the, the one I'm reading most about yeah. is that he's a clone. Yeah. I now, do whether, like the idea he's the clone of Yoda, of Yoda and Yaddle, though. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start calling the kid Yodel. That's Yodel. funny. Yeah, I call him Yodi because he's just he's Yodi. He's so cute. Um, he's so adorable. Can can they make him any cuter? You think no? There's no way they're gonna make him cuter. And the next episode comes and you go, oh, they made him cuter. Yeah, oh my god. No, but the internet sure can ruin him. They can do that. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, God, yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, prior, prior to the show, folks, we got into a little rant uh, uh, or listened to a rant uh, by by our fellow gentleman nerd, uh, Mark Finn, who suddenly is not happy with with the, the, the preponderance of memes on the internet. So what, what is it that you were yelling about, Mark? I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I was yammering about baby Yoda is what I was doing. Uh, my, uh, my, this is my, this is my hot take. Uh, I get it. He's cute. My wife thinks he's cute. I think he's cute. It's awesome. But if you take the images that have been hastily screen grabbed and you start slapping them onto every single other meme that exists 
in uh, digital space and sending that out to your friends. And if your cartoonist buddies uh, start turning the uh, Kermit sipping uh, tea into Yoda sipping soup and you take all that and, and, and show that that transition in three frames, uh, because because we all know that if, if anything is green, it can be made into Yoda. I don't know if you mm-hmm. do. Uh, oh, I, it, it, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm, I, I'm telling you right now, we are we are uh, 24 hours away and counting from a Grinch into Baby Yoda meme. Because see, the Grinch is green and Yoda's yes. green. So oh, you yeah. see, that's oh, what no, makes no, it funny. No, no, it's it's funny because no. the because Grinch is green and Yoda's green. See, don't you get it? It's just funny because <laughs> everybody likes Baby Yoda. And so what's going to happen is you're going to send all that stuff out and what's and you're going to poison your own well. You're shitting where you eat right now, ladies and gentlemen. You are shitting where you eat. Okay? The whole point of this is that we watch the show because we want to see Baby Yoda. But if I get to the show and I'm looking at Baby Yoda and I'm and my first thought is I wonder what meme this is going to be on Monday morning, then you're kind of killing the vibe in the room, folks. It is possible to like something a little too much. And we are bonobo monkeys. We can't stop from masturbating. It's all we do. And so you keep touching it, and it's going to keep getting redder, and it's going to keep itching more, and then eventually it's going to break open and become a sore, and you're going to be sorry. So please, for the love of God, even if even, I don't, I even if even if ten of them come across your feet, and you're like, no, that's not very good, but then the eleventh one comes across, and you go, <laughs> I'll bet even Mark Finn would laugh at that. Uh, no, he won't. He he, he won't. <laughs> And in fact, he's going to put you on a list of the guy that keeps sending him memes when he when he keeps begging them not to, and then and eventually that list is going to fill up, and I'm just going to start deleting all of you because oh I can't, I'm sick of the memes. I'm wow. so wow, it's okay. it's all Baby Yoda. Yeah, and, ladies but, and but gentlemen, it's, but it's just not just in. Baby Yoda. This just in, uh, grumpy old Mark Finn wants kids to get off his lawn. That <laughs> sorry. That was a stop that was sending a, me cute memes. God that was a recreation it. of the of the evil Captain Kirk from episode two one four, the enemy mine. I uh, yeah, no, sorry, I, I don't I don't mind the memes. I mean, uh, it, it comes with the territory. You know, it comes with the territory. It, it's like it's like expecting to walk you know walk into the subway in New York and not there they're not to be gum and spit everywhere yeah. um, but, you know or, hey, or, a, or a guy shitting into right. a cardboard box it's just which is what these teams are I, it's, it's, if, you, if you want to get to your your fucking your party on time you, you get to the subway and you, you ignore the fucking rats and the the shit and the piss and the gum um That's, yeah I don't mind I don't mind but 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 I will admit I will admit that um, the thing that only slightly bothers me, uh, and I've been guilty of this myself, is the spoilerage. Uh, I will share a meme without realizing, oh, fuck, that's a spoiler. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's when I'm, I'm like, bad Aaron, bad Aaron, go delete, go delete that post. Yeah. Um, yeah. But other than that, no, man, knock yourselves out. Have a great time. I, I mean, memes. I will say this. I would much rather see these memes that I'm getting tired of than hearing uh, complaints about uh, the female uh, Jedi troop or the the, um, the rebel trooper that helps him uh, defend the village because uh, she's a girl and girls can't. Do that, and and Star Wars is woke now, and and you guys are just trying to jam this down our throats. Um, I, I'd much rather. I, so so if 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 you've got your finger hovering over two buttons, and one of them is a rant about that, or a Baby Yoda meme, I'll take the Baby Yoda meme all day, every day, over yeah. over uh, over girls in Star Wars because um, one of those makes you an asshole and one of them just makes me an asshole and I'll take the one that makes me an asshole. Wow. <laughs> and but on further Judah Carano heart grew three sizes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gina Carano. Oh, my God. That woman. Oh, beauty, beauty, beauty. Um, I love her. I love her. Uh, and, and I just don't know how anybody could look at that amazing Amazon and go, oh, God, I don't want her in Star Wars. No, I want her in every Star Wars. There, it's, uh, Frank, it's Frank Byrne syndrome. I'm gonna, yeah. uh, this is something I've long said, that there's, uh, there's a point in every relationship like this where uh, you're so used to uh, being picked on that when someone says, hi, Frank, you turn around and go, oh, ha, ha, very funny, you uh, know, because you just assume that that's what's happening. And uh, so there's a group of people online right now who see her uh, get into a fight with the Mandalorian and go, oh, God, here we go. Woke Star Wars again. God, God, you know. <laughs> And they're so busy doing that that they can't watch the show through any other filter. Yeah, and the only way to the way to do it is to transfer those guys out of Korea, uh, they, where they, they can get the help they need. I mean, like, gosh, the, the woman is an actual fighter. I mean, she's actually a fighter. She's, yeah. you know, what she's doing there, folks. She's doing. This isn't a stunt woman. She's actually doing that. <laughs> she's no. amazing. Yeah, no, oh, she's, she's lovely. Right. She's talented. Yeah. She's sweet as hell. All you do is just asses. watch, watch an interview with her, and and I think you will fall in love as easily as I did. And yeah. And, yeah, how anybody could complain. And, and again, just on that note, on that note of, of you know, more, more representation, more diversity, I'm all for that. But what then I don't like is that when they when they do diversity, when they're when it is there, again, sometimes it seems like it's not enough. I mean, am I am I wrong about that? I mean, you're like, oh well, there's not enough women in the Mandalorian. And then I'm like, well, there's that woman, and uh, you know, on that village in the Seven Samurai episode, well, the two samurai. There's a woman, and and she's the best shot, and she's definitely there. There's Gina Carano. Well, I know, I know, I know. But overall, and I'm just like, oh my god, like, can well, it can it be it, enough? Can it be enough? In the same way, in the same way that there are people who flip out when they see. Anybody that's not a white male, uh, they there's also a, a similar group that that goes one, two, three, it's not enough. Right. One, two, it's not enough. Okay. And 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 those So it's are not the, just me. It's not just me. You no, guys there's have there's seen that as well. Okay. There, there there will always be people uh now that we all have a voice whether or not we should use it. Uh there are always gonna be people that are gonna complain that they're doing X or they're not doing Y. And you just have to kind of take those uh Take the strength of those complaints and and weigh them against the uh, against what you're seeing, and okay. if you if you decide that that has value, then that's okay. But I think a lot of people, uh, I, when a lot of people say it's not enough, everybody turns around and goes, "Wait a minute, but what about? But what about? What about? What about?" And 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 the answer is usually, "Yeah, but," and that's. You know, there you go. You know, it's it's very hard for people to let go of those preconceived notions. I think again, we put that on a T-shirt. Again, one of the one of the one of you know, you've got two responses. One of them makes you look like an asshole, and one of them makes me look like an asshole. If 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 you're not sure what to do, send me the one that makes me look like an asshole because I I think uh, I think we need to be a kinder and gentler people overall and. Uh, uh, I'd rather I'd rather sit alone and go. Maybe I'm taking this Baby Yoda thing a little too far. Than have everybody be fighting. I'd right, rather. So back to the Mandalorian. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, people. We um, didn't mean to talk about the Mandalorian. Folks. We did We're actually really mean to, uh, and I tried my best, folks. But these two are like wild gunthrax. You just can't <laughs> stop them. Um, final, final words on the Mandalorian, uh, Mark Finn. I love the show. I love everything about it, uh, even Baby Yoda. And I am really excited uh, to see where it goes. I really, I love watching this um, for the nostalgia that it it brings me, and also, uh, while it's, I think it's a way that you can do nostalgia in Star Wars, and also tell a story for the contemporary audience and um, uh, tonally speaking, I think they've hit the right blend and I hope that we see more of uh, Filoni and Favreau uh, working on Star Wars projects because uh, they seem to have the, the, the right alchemy for it. 
Amen to that. Aaron Diarive. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that uh, they're giving us, again, call it fan service. I'm fine with that. But they're giving us what many of us fell in love with about Star Wars to begin with. Uh, and they're running with it. They're exploring it. They're showing us more of what perhaps we wanted to see. Um, I, I have, again, a kernel, a, a, a tiny, an, an oodle of concern that it's going to be really just metal and wandering from planet to planet and lots of cuteness with Big Yoda. Uh, but I, I've seen that now for 34 episodes. I'm ready for them to get on with the story. And, and I trust John Favreau, so I think they will. I think they will do exactly that. But definitely keep watching, folks. Uh, I think it's, it's going to get really good. And I have learned that the Tuscan Raiders are the American Indians of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> and you should not piss off Jawas. Okay. <laughs> is a Cloak and Dagger production. is written by Aaron Diarive, Mark Finn, Ben Gibbs, and Joseph Fotinos. With additional material provided by Dave Filoni. Music composed and performed by the amazingly talented Ben Gibbs. Promotional materials, logos, and the Gentleman Nerds mascot, the nameless robot, created by artistic goddess Michelle Fitzpatrick. Our Lobot Lounge bouncer is Maximilian, and our special guest bartender was EV9D9. That's a deep cut, folks. Our sound editor, mixer, and intentional producer is Ben Gibbs. Our executive producer is a fantastic cook and a man we all pray never gets superpowers, Aaron Diarive. Uh, the original bartender at the Moss Eisley Cantina was Wooher, who strongly disliked droids because his parents were murdered by battle droids during the Clone Wars. He even installed a detector to keep them out. And now his bar is being run by droids. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> Jawas are not exclusive to Tatooine, and Mark Farnash is the man in the gorilla suit. Web hosting by Bluehost. Join us in the Lobot Lounge when next we meet, and remember to always tip your bartenders and waitstaff. This episode of The Gentleman Nerds is dedicated to the memory of DC Fontana. Science fiction owes you much, Dorothy, and you will always be enshrined amongst the immortals. I'm Joseph Botinas, reminding you all that Red Skull lives and McClunky! <laughs> McClunky! Oh I, my for- God. I forgot McClunky! McClunky! It's the worst thing ever. I'm ending every show with McClunky now. All right. And hey, and hey, Ben. I know you've probably been recording this entire thing. Uh, you 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 have enough for a, a, a bonus episode of us just talking about this. If there's if you feel up to editing it and 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 think you can turn it into something coherent, great. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind at all. I don't, I don't know that all. you can, but if you but if you but if you if you can make it work, uh, th- this could be a bonus uh, Christmas episode <laughs> or something. <laughs>